Before this episode of our Yalabad podcast, here's a message from our sponsor. So November is going to be a crazy exciting month, Harish. Do you know what's going to happen? It's a holiday season. No, man. It's not just that. It's the World Cup, man. Once oh, yeah. every four years. Correct, Huge correct, climax yeah. to quite a crazy year, a crazy eventful year. Mm. Uh, with a lot of good things that happen, but also a lot of uh, not so good things that happen. Uh. I mean, can, can you think of certain things that were not so good that happened this year? I mean, COVID is still hovering around. You know, it's still in the background. It's still ready to just pounce uh, whenever it can. And then there's inflation. Inflation continues to rise. I mean, geopolitical tensions. Let's not forget what's going on uh, in the rest of the world. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's just it's just so many crazy things still going on. Uh. I felt it. Terence has felt it. You've probably felt it in some way. So, we need to remind ourselves that we are not insulated from things like that. Lah, and that we cannot forget about the total defence of our country. I mean, that's probably the one thing that every Singaporean person knows about. And uh, whether we practice it, that's another thing. But we have to be mindful of it, lah, right? Yeah, I think it's something that we've always heard in schools, you know, growing up. But I don't know, man, the world these days, it just makes it feel like everything's becoming more real, more close, and that things could actually happen to us. Lah. So, if you're listening and you've got a, a way to help protect our country against anything, against threats and challenges, or maybe even to bring back our kampong spirit, or, or ways to, you know, improve our food security. You know, we have, we have these goals to be self-sustaining by 2030, or even if you have an idea to stop fake news and misinformation. Nexus Mindef wants your ideas. And you can just submit your ideas very easily to the Total Defense Sandbox by 30th November. And if it's a kick-ass idea, right, you might actually get help to make it happen for real. No? Yeah, if you can solve our food problems, you'll get help to make it happen. So you can literally be the change you want to see in the world. You can make Gandhi proud. So check out the link in the description for the application. Alright, just check it out, do your part, and who knows what could happen. In the meantime, on to the podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, parents? Good old humor, man. Good old humor. Yeah. What an emphasis on old man. It's Friday, man. We need the we need the the excitement, the energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be old and still have a lot of energy. Uh, doesn't mean the youth is not. I mean, energy is not exclusive to youth. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> annoying answer is that. <laughs> yeah, That's just the theory, man. I need the practical. Yeah. yeah I need yeah, to yeah. hear it. I need to feel it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm full of energy. You can't hear the voice, but it's it's every day I'm bound, boundless with energy, man. <laughs> yeah. As you sip on your coffee. Your yeah. second coffee of the day. As you sip on your coffee. Yeah. Your second coffee. But yeah. Uh, how's, how's your week been, man? Uh, it's been busy. It's been busy. Um, But mm. yeah, so many, I think everyone's like in that towards end of year kind of mode, right? Nothing to try and wrap up stuff. Either so, either you're really freaking busy or you're starting to mm. wind down a little bit. I've realized it's one of those two extremes. Uh. Uh, but I haven't met that many people who are winding down. Oh. Everyone seems to be getting busier. Busier, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they're, they're, they're winding down in the sense that, um, you know, making getting plans. Ready for holidays. And yeah, stuff, yeah, uh. making plans for December. But that's, re- that's very busy. Like you, you're planning for your, for one of the biggest moments of your life in December. And that's keeping you very busy. Mm. But if you think about it, it's a, it's still a more, it's a more personal kind of event, right? It's not work, right? You know. Yeah. yeah Although, if, yeah, if, correct, if, correct. If, at times it feels like work, I'm sure, or even feels. I never say one. Like I, I never say. 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 I love every moment of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it it will be a fun time. But yeah, like it's just. Uh, but I think also when people make travels, uh, traveling plans. I guess in when you're in your thirties or you know forties, you know, uh. Or even like, you know, 20s with work, before you travel, there's there's always a lot of work that you need to finish beforehand. Mm, mm, mm. Unless you're in a company, one of those companies where the entire company shuts down for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. There are, you know, there are companies, there are companies like that. There are industries like that. Uh, anyway, it's, it's funny you talk about that because, uh, you know, our topic is kind of related to that, you know, uh, companies that yeah. treat employees well. That is you know, true. Yeah. And, and how the of, companies treat their employees. Uh. Exactly, exactly. During this hot yeah. festive period as well. 
But yeah. Sometimes involuntary time off. Uh, okay, yes, yes. Before. Uh, yeah. Before that. Don't give away too much. Yeah. But we we want to yes. plug uh, something like right? And what was that, Harish? Uh, it is uh, the fact that, I mean, if you're listening, you might think we only live in the audio space, but we actually do pump out content on the social media platforms as well. Mm. Um, and on Instagram, we share highlights of like um, the more the more laughable parts of our podcast or the more controversial or the more opinionated. So check it out, man. Yeah, I would add that um, a lot of it is curated by our our very uh, young and brilliant intern, uh, Tristan. Shout mm. out to Tristan. So what you're seeing is the world through a young person's eyes when you go to Instagram. Yeah, correct. And you, 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 <laughs> then you understand, oh, this is what young people find interesting or funny when, when, when two old people talk, right? You know, yeah. So you can do so a bit the, of a yeah. compare and contrast. <laughs> you listen to the full thing, then you see what the snippets are. Then you realize, oh, this is how young people view how old people talk about the world. Eh? Yeah. yeah, like when young people listen to us, these are the things that they pay attention to. Everything else we say does not matter. Yeah. Yeah. Does not matter at all. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah. So it goes through a filter. It goes through a filter. Yeah. Shout out to to Tristan. Yeah. Tristan, man. Shout out to yeah. Shout out to him for yeah. He he basically goes through our entire podcast and picks out the mm. best bits uh, to put on Instagram. So so and, if you are busy and you don't have time to li- really listen to the full thing, just checking out our, our social media, our, our Instagram, our TikTok to to really uh, see what what the funny bits are. Uh. And in case you're wondering who is this mystery editor, or, or even in case you miss our faces. Uh, I mean, just earlier this week on Instagram, we shared stories uh, of uh, a special guest we had in our office, mm. the Minister of State, Alvin Tan. So, so yeah, we, we will share more stuff. You can even see our studio, our recording studio, which we are in the midst of pimping up. Mm. So, That's maybe right. we should share more of that. Uh. Yeah. Share more of that. Sweet! Cool. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Okay, cool. All right. So, now we jump into it, man. Let's go. Let's go. The first topic is more like the, the next chapter in a story or 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 a novel that has been unfolding recently mm. it is more first hand stories from uh ex twitter employees who give their accounts of being laid off mm. Mm. Uh, i think previously we had heard like i mean everyone has been hearing about twitter about elon musk and there's been so much news about how he's hiring like half the workforce like 3000 plus employees around the world uh, in a previous episode, we talked about, okay, it seems like it's trickling down to Singapore, but now we have accounts, mm. actual accounts from Singaporeans or people working in Singapore who have lost their job. Mm. That's right. I mean, um, yeah. I think we are well and truly into the tech winter, right? Every single big tech company, whether it's Amazon, uh, Meta, uh, even Shopee, for, for that matter, uh, they're, mm. they're laying off people. Uh. So, um, you know, it's it's never a fun thing when you have to uh, either be laid off or lay off people. Especially, you know, related to what I was saying, around this period, like the, the holiday season when when people are, you know, it's meant to, it's supposed to wind down and, and enjoy time with family and all. Uh, there's a lot of people who are going to be going through this period anxious, like anxious about their jobs, anxious about their futures. And uh, it's, it's a tough situation. But I think, specifically in Twitter's case, it seems... All the PR and everything just seems especially bad, lah. The way they're laying off people, um, mm. so you, you, yeah, literally, you can literally see that in the headlines for the 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 layoff process in Singapore. Zero empathy, total upheaval inside Twitter's layoffs in Singapore. Oh. But but what made you want to talk about this? Because it's something we know is happening. Mm, right? It's mm. something that that it was inevitable in Singapore. Yeah. Uh, what made you want to talk about this? Um, I think it's interesting because now that all the big tech companies have sort of stepped forward and and started, you know, showing their hands in terms of layoffs like Meta and all that. Um, there's still, you can still do it differently. Lah. Like, I, I don't think you're seeing as much headlines about Facebook's layoffs or Meta's layoffs compared to Twitter's layoffs. And at the same time, you're watching and hearing about how Elon Musk is, uh, the, the pretty extreme things he's doing as the new, as the new boss at Twitter. Uh, in terms of mm. like what he's forcing people to do and not do, um, so and you also you can even directly compare the kinds of compensation and all that uh, laid off employees are were getting like, right. So so there is mm. a bit of a there is a bit of a contrast in in how these companies are doing things and and in some way maybe the question is even uh, is it better to be laid off 
from Twitter than it is to actually stay there right now, right? Mm. How about you? Like, um, how do you you feel about these things? Like, oh, it's it's just what it is, like You know, like I have you laid off, you laid off. Oh, that's your thing. Like, I know you earn so much money. Is that what you're thinking? Hey, fuck <laughs> you, lah. <like. laughs> because you, you sound like you, the way you asked the question was like. <laughs> Terrence, why are you even bothered? Why you care? 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 They earn a lot of money. Why? Technocrats. Yeah, they're just going to... Technocrats. Yeah. Garden Hopefully, leave. They're going to be gardening. Jobs, uh. Exactly. Yeah. They all garden leave till 31st December all then get severance. You know? yeah. um, I mean, I think why it's... Uh, it's interesting for me. It's... Yeah, I mean... I think it's very easy and I've caught myself also thinking that exact same thing. Like, I mean, if you work for Twitter, chances are you are going to be a, a, a pretty uh, a, a decent hire for any company out there. Because mm. like. I assume there is a lot of supply of people who want to work for Twitter. If you end up getting employed by Twitter, you must have a certain level of competence. Mm. So, yeah, I won't deny that. One of my thoughts was like, okay, um, you get fired. Like, uh, I know the, the tech industry is layoffs like crazy, but our feels like you can you you might still be able to to get a job like mm. you still you have the skills mm. right but i think that's also mm. a very dangerous thought la, because for anyone who is doing anything in their life when mm. there's a sudden change it's quite a shock la, right mm. uh it can be a, a a good thing a bad thing it's always going to be a shock mm. um i know even for us yeah we've had like some bigger shocks like when the company liquidated but even when a certain gig that we were planning for uh, it can be a video gig, a podcast gig, falls through. There's a certain like, ugh, okay, something that, you know, what was anchoring the next few weeks, next few months of your life is just gone. Mm. So I can imagine a job like this where you get uh, an email, because some of them are, uh, are recounted that um, they basically got an, uh, I mean, just like one one example, like mm. Abigail, mm. Who is, which is not her real name. Mm. Um, her account was that at like 8.20 a.m. on the way to work mm-hmm. on November 4th, she got an email. And then the email said there will be layoffs, that uh, employee badges will not work, so you should go home and not to the office. Mm. So she went back. And then she said within one hour, her colleagues from around the world all lost access to company email, company Slack. Yeah. Um, then it spread to US and then Asia Pacific. And she and her teammates started getting ready. Mm. Then she lost uh, access to the company system at about 1 p.m. And a few hours later, she received an email in her personal inbox informing her that she had been laid off. Yeah. Then most of the people in the in her global team were laid off and just within the span of like six, seven hours, like, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. that happens. And then the, the severance is like half a month for every year that you have worked at Twitter, mm. which is different from what Elon Musk himself said on Twitter, like a minimum of three months. Like. Mm. Um, and then I think, yeah, whether or not to approach Ministry of Manpower, whether or not to to uh, reach uh, reach out to to uh, unions and all that, that is uh, still something that, that's pending for them. Mm. And they've all been placed on garden leave. So I think it's just the shock, which is, well, it's, it's tricky. La. So I don't want to underplay what it feels. Mm. But for me, the entire thing is what I find interesting to watch, how it's unfolding and how there are so many people who are just shitting on Elon Musk at this point. So that's where I felt, oh, okay, this, this, I mean, yeah, so, so that, that's what interests me. This, this whole, this whole thing, not just the laying off, what is happening to Twitter. So when you say, so I thought it'd be interesting to watch. You now. say that people are shitting on Elon Musk. Like what, mm. I mean, we don't really go into like specifics, but generally what are people shitting on him for? Uh, I mean, okay, like from what comments I've seen online on Twitter and saying, yeah, he's a, he's an idiot within a year, Twitter will be burned to the ground. He's going to waste 44 billion who the hell comes in and mm. fires that many people? You want to start with like the CEO to have transition. And I just felt, uh, I have no fucking clue how is the best way to do this. Mm. But for for people to just jump so, so passionately about this, I felt like, wow, really? Uh, I mean, this guy does have a decent track record. Uh, of course, things can go wrong, but I don't know. It just felt like... Uh, how many people have experience in this field? Uh, and there have been a lot of companies in the past where there's a new leader and people are laid off. Like, I think the most famous is Steve Jobs. Like. Mm, mm. Yeah. So I just found it like, wow, hmm, 
Uh, I know on the internet there are a lot of experts mm. uh, in many things, but I just felt it's a bit premature, lah. So you're saying that you'll give the guy a chance. He's got very strong track record with Tesla and SpaceX, so you don't know what uh, where Twitter might be in a year's time. But and now it's all the teething issues. So uh, why are people jumping on uh, on him and, and 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 you know crying foul about him so early, lah? That's what you're saying. I mean, to a certain extent, yes. Like, the way they laid off is fucked up, mm. right? There's so many better ways to do it. Mm. But then, of course, and how he got, on, uh, became CEO of company also, is like, oh, it's just a money play. Mm. Right? It's just a money play. It's almost like a hostile takeover. Mm. But now he's there. Yeah, I think it's more like, not say give him a chance, but who knows what the fuck he's going to do. Yeah. I, I think for me, yeah, I, I, I think not, not unlike you, I always had this impression that Elon Musk was, you know, he's he's very brilliant, right? And even in the the podcast, like Joe, when he was on Joe Rogan's podcast and all that, you actually listen to that and you feel like, well, this guy is, uh, he's he's really not like a normal person, right? In terms of, you know, his aspirations and the things that uh, he deals with in his mind and everything. It's almost like what you imagined. Uh, I mean, not, not to, not to say that Einstein was without his faults or anything, but, you imagine someone like Einstein, like that, the kinds of things that were going through his mind, you know, as he was coming up with theories of relativity and all these things. Uh, um, I think that Joe Rogan podcast of him was really like an eye-opening experience in terms of understanding how how someone so driven, so so motivated to to solve the to try and solve the biggest uh, engineering problems of the world. That's how he thinks, uh, you know. And um, you kind of see how he's trying to apply that to Twitter now, but. In some ways, what is very, I guess, very shocking for people is that Twitter is first and foremost like it's about uh, it's a social media company, so it's about communication, it's about connecting mm. with people, it's about allowing people to reach each other without barriers. But this entire process, from his takeover to employee communications to to even communicating about the next steps of the company and all, it's just been lacking in communication, la you know, uh, to say the least. Mm. I think what you're seeing, what you're hearing from a lot of ex-employees is they they feel in the dark about what is happening and uh, everything has been coming through very cryptic emails and very, you know, last-minute ultimatums about if you don't do this, you know, you are, we will take it that you're fired. I think, for example, there's a, during the, I think there's been, in the last few days, there's been an email going around where, where Elon Musk specifically is asking them to the remaining employees to work at very high intensity like, for long hours. And um, basically, there's a Google form where the only option to answer to that is, yes, I agree to do that. And apparently, if you don't answer, oh, yeah, apparently, if you don't answer yes by 5 p.m. Thursday yesterday, uh, like if it's 5 p.m. local time Thursday in the US, uh, it's taken <laughs> that you, 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 you don't want the job anymore. Like. So, I mean, I mean, that, that's just not, the way that you would typically think a leader of a new company or, uh, you know, a captain of a, a sinking ship is trying to stabilize the situation, lah, right? Like, issue ultimatums. It almost sounds like something straight out of the army general's playbook. Lah. You know, if you don't do this, I charge you straight. You know, that kind of, that kind of feeling. Um, plus, you know, I, <laughs> I think there was an all-hands meeting as well or, or something like that where a town hall where he gathered the employees and, and in his first, like, way of addressing the employees, he literally told them that bankruptcy is an option. You know, the mm. bankruptcy of the company is an option. And then you're like, wow. Okay, I mean, it is, bankruptcy is always an option for any entity, la, right? Uh, it, that's just how it is. But when you just taken over as the as the boss and everything, usually what you're trying to do is to make people feel uh, possibilities and excited about future such that they will work for you. But but <laughs> this one is really dragging them through. The, like, okay, this is what, you know, this is the shit that will happen if you don't work like 996 and give me and sleep in your office, lah. So it's um mm. you know for a place like Twitter, which uh, even within big tech, I think the the impression of Twitter is that it's a much more uh, uh, employee uh, empathetic kind of place where they really care about employee welfare and 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 uh, empathy is a very big value in the company. It just seems like a whole a very hundred eighty degree hard hard turn. Uh. That's why I think it's so mm. uh, it's been so jarring for for people that that they they. They're calling out Elon Musk at this point already, like, for changing the culture, or at least not, not even respecting the culture for even one minute, lah. Mm. But I mean, on the flip side, him sending or like his team sending that is almost like laying down the expectations. Right? 
If correct. you're not happy, you leave. Ah. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. I mean, I mean, you like if you were having a discussion with your fiance uh. about something at the wedding, <laughs> would you send hey, it? Don't. Would you send an email and they say if you're not happy with this, you leave lah. Would you put that? You can't, right? How you know? I, I don't already do that. Huh? Your WhatsApp, you know? right? Your WhatsApp you know? messages. Yeah. <laughs> no, Instagram story. There's a poll there, right? I got, one uh, option. We each have a private account with one follower yeah. and one following. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We send these sort of ultimatums every day. Yeah. Communication. <laughs> la, that's why you're dealing with, like I said, like you're dealing with humans and then you have to, I mean, the very least, some decorum in terms of how you talk to people, especially people who almost got laid off or were, are in fear of being laid off and all. You have to be kind of yeah. careful about how you talk to them, right? I mean, I mean I'm mean, i not saying I endorse that culture. Mm. I wouldn't want to work at a company like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, because... You wouldn't want to? One... I, thought, I thought you... Don't you... I, uh, isn't there something that, like, Elon Musk is also one of your personal heroes, right? Like... I mean, heroes for different reasons. Like, you can okay. respect people for different things. Okay, uh. okay. Um, I like I, I, I respect his ambition, his mm. drive, and just his audacity to do like this crazy shit. Like, mm. um, so if he calls you but, and I says, mean, "Hey, Harish, like Twitter needs like you know a new comms person or that, I want you to 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 join me and be my right hand man to do this," and then you mm. you would say no, man. Ah uh, no, I didn't say I would say okay, no. Okay, so so depends on the position, oh, okay, okay. Like if you, you just say you like, wouldn't work at a company senior level. You say it wouldn't depends work at what role. Like Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, it depends what role. Yeah, it depends what role. Because, okay, so, I mean, ultimately, like, uh, uh, you, I mean, if you, uh, if you are joining a company, people join companies for different reasons, right? If you want almost like a second family, a place that is, oh, like, feels like home, sure, you can have that preference. Mm. But if you want to do, like, like, like just world changing shit mm. that's also a preference and so sometimes they don't really jive la. Mm. so I totally agree that there can be more decorum there can be a, a softer touch for this sort of shit but and maybe the changing of the culture is coming too fast mm. Mm. but um, yeah that's why for me it's very interesting to watch because if you read accounts of ex-employees from his other companies it sounds like a fucking like a slave driver to the max. Mm, mm. Like there's this one article on Wired that I read, uh, Dr. Elon and Mr. Musk, Life Inside Tesla's Production Hell. Mm. So it's just quite a long account from employees who work at uh, Giga, the Giga factory mm. uh, and Tesla. And like, he just walks, like he has, he has tantrums, he just walks around, he fires people and all. Mm. And people say even the way they sit in meetings, like apparently Elon likes to feel like he's taller than everyone else. So the closer you sit to him, the more you hunch over. Which is fucking crazy. Right? It's crazy. But, but then, I mean, it's like kind of like, you know, the last podcast you mentioned, uh, The Last Dance, you mm. know, like uh, Michael Jordan and all that. Right. And then you hear stories of like Steve Jobs and all. I'm not saying that this sort of behavior is something we should aspire to. But, uh, it also feels like, oh, fuck, like, the shit he's doing, the stuff that he's trying to do, maybe it requires this sort of, this these sort of like nut jobs mm. to to lead the charge. Just because the goal is so fucking like he wants to travel to Mars, mm, mm, you know. But and so so maybe yeah. maybe you're right lah. Maybe human uh, HR or culture and all that is not his strongest point lah, right? But maybe yeah, that's why. Right. Yeah, maybe that's why he needs to surround himself with people or let other people handle that aspect of things. But it seems like he wants to handle it himself. La, which which in some way you you kinda of got to marvel at how I mean it's, it's a lot of commitment la, right from him to to have to literally like be at present at town halls and all that as well when he's running three different companies. Yeah. So you you, you yeah. kinda I mean, okay, you respect that. But yeah, la, it, it's it's it can be very tough for the people working under him. La. Yeah. Yeah. I mean imagine Terrence, you got no iPhone. You just have to steal this still this feature phone mm. huh? that that it would like iPhone would never have come out if not for that like a slave driver uh, Steve Jobs. You just enjoy it, You just enjoy it. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> I've I've switched before. Um, yeah, but you switch back to Apple, right? Correct, correct. I switched back. I've come back to the vault ecosystem of Apple. Uh, yeah, you know, with open arms. But uh, the one thing I did yeah. find interesting was that. For this Trace Times article, is this Trace Times? No, sorry, CNA article. CNA. That yeah. interviews 10 Twitter, uh, tried to talk to 10 Twitter ex-employees in Singapore. Only two actually responded, or at least two agreed to go on record to talk about it. Uh. So, mm. it appears like 
Mm, yeah, a lot of them, like eight, I mean, eight out of 10 of them still didn't want to go on record talking about it because, I don't know, they're scared of the repercussions or that they might lose any compensation they might get. Lah. Um, mm. Because the sense that um, I'm getting from from uh, international media and media in the US and all is that they are, they have been able to talk to quite a number of ex-employees lah, and get, get a greater insight of what's going on in the company. Uh, I think like Hard mm. Fork Podcast, which I've uh, recommended as a one-shot thing before, they actually got two com- two uh, ex-employees to come on and speak. Um, but uh, but they the the things that employees were so scared of repercussions that they wouldn't even mm. allow them to use the audio from the interview. What they had to do was to transcribe the interview, and then after that, use an AI an AI machine to read out the interview for them. So so that's how mm. fearful they were of like um, being found <laughs> out who they are la. Uh, so yeah, I yeah. mean there is this. I think. Elon Musk is bringing this culture of uh, perform or die to Twitter. Yeah. And and even yeah. ex-employees, they're, they're fearful uh, they're of repercussions if they don't follow the protocol. Uh. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, again, like, like uh, if you're listening and thinking, oh, Harish is standing Elon Musk and all that. Uh, I mean, I don't, uh, uh, I, I don't agree with how he's uh, imposing that sort of culture, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is a separate discussion from whether he calls me to be his right-hand man. Because that is that's not apples to apples, okay? Um, I I wouldn't want to work at a company like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and and but I I just find it like now also like any comments about Elon Musk, you either like stand him or you criticize him. Even on Reddit, mm. there was one comment. Is it? I just checked out LinkedIn. Yeah, all the Indians are standing him. I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? Why? Why specifically? What, all the, I don't know. I don't know, like, it's just... <laughs> as, a, as a spokesperson of your entire ethnicity, Harish, what do you have to say about oh, yeah. that? No, it was one comment, literally, a uh, check LinkedIn, he's being worshipped by Indians. Mm. Then I'm like, uh, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it just feels like you, at this point, if you show any semblance of, like, uh, support for Elon Musk, you're a villain. Mm. Um, and the right thing to do is shit on him. Like, mm but I feel that there are things you can disagree, there are things you can maybe wait and watch. Mm. Uh, so this, this whole Twitter thing is 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 interesting to watch. Like, of course, the people who are impacted, I mean, that, like, uh, it, 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 it can't be easy. It's mm. not easy and it, and it sucks, like, especially if you love your job, you love the culture they had built, you love the things you were working on. Mm-hmm. But holy shit, it's just crazy. Yeah. Like. It's so unreal. Like. And all this, like, that makes you really, like, you know, when you saw how Zuckerberg did the meta layoffs, right? You know, where he he sent a memo. I think he sent a memo that was that mm. went out to the public as well. Uh. Um, I think it was very clear what the next steps were for for people who get laid off. It was very clear what the benefits were for the people being uh, laid off, and uh, he you know he expressed uh, apologies and and then everything about it, lah. So, uh, in retrospect, like I think a lot of these laid off people would rather have had that experience. Than what they're going through now with Twitter, like, where it's like, you know, the bosses can't even tell them what's going on. And, you know, stuff is just happening at the top and you're hearing, you're literally hearing it from the news. Which is, oh, mm. I mean, it brings back, it's like PTSD, it brings back memories of how we, you know, and found out about the, the corporate shit show that happened to us as well, like, right? The liquidation. Mm. We found out about it through the news on a, on a like, the, the weekend before Circuit Breaker. And, like, we were like, trying to message people, finding out what the hell is going on and people just replying with standard replies like, I can't say anything and things like that. Uh, Actually, my first message to you was like, Terrence, li- li- liquidation, so what? It's still pay us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, don't be a fucking idiot, like, dude. Harish Saka 2020 <laughs> was a very innocent, nice young man. <laughs> and he also thought Cristiano oh, no, Ronaldo huh? was the consummate professional oh. in the world of football and nothing he do that's so I was like, be but wrong. Terrence <laughs> there's a contract there's a contract how can they not follow the contract the contract's infallible like. it's infallible <laughs> yeah, man yeah. Yeah, they signed it yeah, we're in it, Singapore it government must be able <laughs> to enforce something yeah welcome to the new normal for everyone yeah 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 but I mean this was like one of the things that the employee also said was that um, they're hoping that MOM or NTUC can step in mm. and all but I don't know, man, like just based on our limited experience, mm. the moment is in the private sector, private company, or even a public company, yeah. if it's, there's no clear overlap with the civil service, they they won't step in. They can't step they in. They can't almost. step in. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, uh, yeah. And I mean Singapore. Yeah. Yeah, they can't laugh. Yeah. And and Twitter in Singapore is also not unionized. Mm, mm. So uh, because yeah, in Singapore apparently like if uh, manpower mandates that if you want to inform a uh, employer or retrench someone, mm. you need to give them five days notice. Yeah, yeah, correct. Right. So it just feels like wow, like uh, it's a uh, it's crazy times, man. Yeah. So the irony is that probably <clears throat> the best way for them to get attention, uh, to their to the to the things that are going on to their plight right now, is to use social media lah. It's to tweet about it. Like. And Twitter, is it? <laughs> it's a tweet about it, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for the dark humor, but it is. I mean, that's really probably the best way to really call Elon Musk out or get attention to something that you feel is very unfair. Yeah. But then the thing is, there was also like cases of employees openly criticizing Elon Musk and getting fired. Yes, yes, that's right. I'm, not, I'm saying if you already got fired yeah. already and you're not happy with yeah. how the process went or, or, or the, the, the severance and everything, um, you know, maybe tweeting about it is your best shot at getting some help though. Wow, yeah. <laughs> that's like rubbing salt in the wounds here. Yeah, then after you get banned. No, you get banned from the platform. That's the worst part. <laughs> no, then you go to other social media lah. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah lah, I mean, uh, it depends on what audience. I, I guess people on Twitter are, there's a lot of journalists on Twitter lah, right? They're looking for a big story. Mm. They're looking for something scandalous to write about Elon Musk. Uh, so yeah, even, have to yeah we, share it on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, even Ho Ching is on the, in on the act. Uh, you know, I think a few days ago she... She was tweeting about, uh, she was complaining about some new feature, privacy feature of Twitter. And she literally tagged mm. Elon Musk to, and asked him to clean up his act and all that. So, you know, she, you know, she's poaching uh, the, the Facebook maestro. She herself is like, you know, working Twitter now and like trying to get Elon Musk's attention on certain things. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's just weird times, man. Weird times. So you think Tesla owners, if you're listening and you have a Tesla, right? Mm. I'm really curious, like, do you feel a bit like, mm, uh, he's got a Tesla, it's from, made by Elon Musk and his company, mm, or whether you just don't give a shit? Like. Do you think Tesla owners care? <laughs> if you can afford a Tesla in hey, Singapore, do you think they care about Terrence, the plight of Twitter employees? Why? <laughs> why so prejudiced, Ter- Terrence? Um, huh, Terrence? I mean, I, 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 usually I like to reserve my judgment because you try not to make uh, judgments based on appearance. La. But I remember watching, looking at Tesla, Tesla Singapore's Instagram and, and I think when they launched the Model Y or something in Singapore, they, they had a whole carousel of, of uh, delivering the cars to the customers in Singapore. La. And um, mm. yeah, from just, just based on you know, very shallow judgments and everything I would say that most people there don't care about Twitter employees who got laid off la. <laughs> I mean you all go and see the Instagram a, itself and make your own judgments what a blanket statement yeah it's a blanket so statement your, your worst nightmare would be a Tesla pulls up in front of you the guy steps out in spandex and takes out a road bike <laughs> wow <laughs> then you will see Terrence lose his <laughs> shit yeah yeah spandex is <laughs> lose yeah, you're not spandex even, road bike Tesla yeah you're not even that far from what I was literally describing like People wearing spandex and going to pick up their model wise. Uh, that's 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 the kind of that's the level at which they are that that the Tesla Y uh Tesla Model Y owners were operating at. Uh, so yeah. So yeah, if, if you ever want to get Terrence's attention for anything, right, just take a picture of yourself in spandex mm. in a road bike next to your Tesla. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Terrence will message me at two AM like Harish, you see this? You see the guy who tagged me? Oh, yeah, this is oh, our, oh, oh. our next Yalabat topic. This is our next Yalabat topic. <laughs> this is our next Yalabat yeah. topic. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's man. A rough time. I mean, if anyone, yeah, if anyone actually is one of these ex-employees and, and I don't know, if wants to like talk about it or something on the podcast, yeah. we'd be, you know, happy sure. to, to, to talk to you because like I said, like, there, are real, there are real human costs to this whole thing and I think uh, we, we just want to find out what's the situation going on there. Like. Yeah, fuck. Actually, that's a that's a good idea. I mean, if you need to be anonymous, we can figure out yeah, a way. We'll figure out a way, right? Yeah. Uh, but it'd be so cool to just hear from someone who actually went through this shit, la. Yeah. It'd right. be so useful, so eye opening. So if you are someone, or if you know someone, just hit us up Instagram. Uh, where, yeah, Instagram wherever you can find us. In Instagram, probably the best. Reddit. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. But yeah, sweet. Um. Yeah, man. Uh well, I really don't have a transition for the next topic. It just feels like uh a totally different thing. 
but yeah, closer mm. to home. Like, I mean, okay, not so international, but closer to home and closer related to everything that's going on at the end of the year. Uh, this is another group of people who will not be enjoying their, their Christmas holiday season as much as well, right? Mm. Um, and and mm-hmm. who are these people? Um, there was a recent announcement that buskers um, will not be allowed to perform from 7pm to 10pm every Friday and Saturday in the, for the month of December at eight locations on Orchard Road. Mm-hmm. Um which is three hours uh, on probably the busiest days of the week. Mm. So so naturally, there has been backlash by buskers mm. uh, saying that, I mean, like you can imagine like, their year-end earnings are probably the highest of the year just because of the amount of footfall that goes past yeah. uh, Orchard Road and all. Yeah. And yeah, it just felt, felt like a, oh, like a, I mean, buskers and that whole industry is something that, Whenever I hear, I'm like, oh shit, that exists in Singapore, but then I forget. Mm, mm. You haven't been to Orchard Road yeah. uh, like on a busy day for a while, la, I suppose. No, no, no. Uh, I, I, I have, but uh, the fact that there's a Buskers Association mm. and like it's, I always thought it was more an informal thing, but it is a formal thing. Yeah, right? yeah. You, you, you get licensed to perform yeah. and all that. And like, you must be a certain quality. Rem- like, like there's like somewhat something like auditions that you have to kind of pass. Uh. Yeah. Mm, mm. And, um, and, yeah, so so there's a Buskers Association and they put out a statement where one of the lines was quite poetic. La. The irony is not lost that in this season of giving, NAC is in fact taking away both the enjoyment of the public as well as the livelihood of such buskers by banning busking activities. Mm, mm, mm. So it was something passed by the National Arts Council, mm. NAC. Uh, the Buskers Association has called on the NAC to reconsider, but no news yet, man. Yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, yeah. when, when, you, when you saw this, like what? What made you think that this is a very interesting thing to talk about? Because I think like a lot of people, like 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 yourself, you know, uh, one either they don't frequent Orchard Road that as much as before, or two they mm. don't even know that um, buskers are you know have uh, are so organized in Singapore like they, they, like there's a process to becoming a busker in Singapore la. So why do you think yeah. this is interesting for people to talk about? Eh? I mean, the, the first thing that came to mind is this is the knee-jerk reaction to the Itaewon uh, horror. Like. Mm, that's right. Yeah, that's true. The same for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when the moment the words crowd control come up, uh, I do I do think of, uh, yeah, shit, the Halloween tragedy at Itaewon. Plus the fact that um, just, I think a week ago or something, I think our intern again was, was sharing with us pictures of of the crowd in the MRT, right? In the, I think, Utram mm. Park MRT. And it, it mm. seemed like uh, it was like really packed and it was getting uncomfortably crowded in the MRT. La. And um, the mm. thing about MRTs is that the escalators are continually feeding commuters onto the platform, even if it's very crowded. So, so it, it could lead to a situation where there's a whole mass of people trying to get out of the escalator and being being uh, pressed together at the, at the platform. La. So, um, yeah, I think like what we said before, it, it's... You know, it's it can be lead to a scary situation, and that we shouldn't take for granted that crowd control in Singapore is like a yeah whatever we just do it should be safe. Let's just do it, lah, right? Yeah. So so that's why like uh the the moment that occurred to me, I was like, oh yeah. I mean, it, it's one of those things, right? If they don't impose stuff, because mm. okay, yeah, we we have seen we are seeing not just the pictures sent by uh Tristan our our intern, but. There are more pictures online coming up of like crowds at MRTs, mm-hmm. right? Um, and even a few months ago, before that whole busker controversy around that one individual, you see crowds at Cathay, like, you know, mm. like a thousand, thousand plus people watching. Yeah. And just going on Reddit, quite a few people gave accounts of how like in the early 2000s and all the Orchard Road Christmas parties, they do get really packed. Oh yeah, they do, they do. Um, They do, right? Mm. So then I was thinking, oh fuck, like, if, if nothing is done, mm. then it also is an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Right, because if something happens, it will be these sort of moments where, like, guys, you could have fucking done something. This is the first, first time in how many years that the there's really no restrictions, right? Mm-hmm. I think the past two years, twenty twenty one, there's always been some restrictions at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So this one is no restrictions, no masks. People are gonna get drunk and shit like that. Mm. Then it made me think, oh shit, wow, that's a. That's a tough spot, lah. Because it's very similar, right? Mm. Like, there's no one entity, one event that's being organized. It's just these stretches of road. Yeah, and I want to 
to also kind of highlight why we why we feel uh, a bit stronger about a lot of these things is because uh you know in our in our earlier no not earlier lives you know in the last in the years that we were really very active on YouTube and all we were doing a lot of on the street videos right so we would spend mm. a lot of time uh, on Orchard Road observing crowds and understanding how the you know when was the best time to to be there when we wanted to uh, have crowds in our videos or talk to or even like just interview people on the streets in our videos like right so mm. there are definitely parts of town that are much more crowded than others we we i think we even for us we recognize that and all that but uh, we always found a way you know to to make sure that we were not impeding traffic or, or creating an unsafe situation by you know filming along that stretch or anything like that like. so um mm. I, I do feel for 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 these buskers because it feels like Blanket just saying that they can't be there during that period mm. is tough. Mm. Imagine for us if we were shooting and then they just say, oh, sorry, between these hours and these hours, you just cannot shoot videos here. Then, then it's it's very tough. Mm. And, and you know, in those situations, it's happened to us. Uh, you know, it's a lot of improvisation we have to do and it's a very stressful situation. Um, but for these buskers, it's like, yeah, the livelihood is just being taken away from them at the point when they need to be there, when there are more people there to to watch their performance, to, to, to you know, uh, give them pay them, uh, give them money as well and all that. Like. So, I don't know, man. Like, like I, I get crowd safety is important, but um, maybe, th- I was just thinking, maybe they, they what they could do is to actually find alternative venues to, like, to, if you want to draw people away from the crowded areas into those venues, you think that will, mm. that will fly for the buskers? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think what you said is true. La. Like, it feels like a very heavy-handed approach. Yeah. Because, yeah, alternative venues, it, that's possible. But also, one big gap uh, for the Itaewon horror was that even the manpower that were on site to control the crowds was lacking, right? Mm, mm. So in Singapore, could that not be like a, a solution? Or maybe, you know, like barricades, mm. uh, strategic barricades. Mm. I'm sure there are hundreds of papers talking about crowd control and all that. And it feels like... Um, yeah, like like we have, there have been crowded events before in Singapore. I mean, if you've ever done the standard charter marathon, also it gets fucking crowded. Whoa, 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 um, whoa, whoa! Soft flexing. Uh. Oh, if you've ever run a forty-two kilometer marathon before, it gets really crowded. <laughs> I've run my two point four many, many, many times, Harish. I don't like go around telling people. Oh, if you run the hey, two point four, how you know? How you know I ran? Maybe run, I saw pictures. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Maybe I saw pictures. You just say if you Maybe run. I saw you just say if you've run the if you've run. Yeah. yeah. So you never say if, if you if you've seen pictures on the standard with. Chatted Marathon. You said if you've run. I was like, wow, this is Yeah, a, if you have run. This is a soft flex. Like, it's a something soft I can, flex. No, if you can see if you've ever been confronted by a, a shark in the water, does it automatically imply that I have been confronted by a shark yeah, in the water? It does, right? No, maybe I've read many no, maybe I've read many accounts of people who have been confronted by sharks in water. It's okay. Finish your flex. Just let, let people there. know about your no, experience no, 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 running no, no. forty two kilometers. No, completing no, no. finisher, being a finisher. You know the those people who always wear the finisher t shirts everywhere. Like they just wear it in every spot they do. I'm like dude, like just Get over it. The shirt is fraying already. Change the shirt. It's gross. It smells. Yeah, finish her, please. Go on. <laughs> why? Why? They, they, they hit a raw nerve, is it, Terrence? Is it something you've always wanted to do around a marathon, is it? Nah? Maybe, uh, maybe. Uh, yeah, so, so. I'm just letting you finish your soft flex. I was like, wow. What kind of, if, you fin- if you've ever run the standard channel marathon. Yeah, I've never. So, I please, mean, let us, ed- I mean, educate us. Educate us. I mean, since you since you asked, the question is, how many marathons have I run? <laughs> like, but, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> International or local only? Uh, that's the question. Well, uh, yeah, that's a whole other <laughs> yeah, podcast you compared that we can to the, the marathon overseas that you ran is so different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of space. You know, the air temperature was cooler and all. Yeah, <laughs> but regardless, there are there are events in Singapore mm. where crowds can build up. But yeah, it does feel. But you a didn't bit, finish uh, the marathon. The marathon, like what what was about the marathon that that made? No, it was very crowded. Okay, like, like, but was it? Um, did it feel dangerous? It, if you felt dangerous. It, it didn't feel dangerous, but it felt, oh, there's really a lot of people here. And thankfully, that whole experience, you, I mean, you, the race starts and people start running and then it spaces out. Like, mm. But the first part, if it was over a period of time, you can imagine people getting a bit more restless mm. and stuff like that. Like. Mm. And if it wasn't properly organized, you can get like thousands of people compressed. Like. Yeah. But I, I think what you said is, is, is a good point also that it felt like there could have been other solutions. And 
One thing that I found out from reading this article and doing research online is that it was in 2020 when um, the, the, there was an app that was launched to facilitate the booking of busking spots. Mm. Um, and and, I, and uh, even according to the buskers, it helped a lot during the pandemic like, yeah. um, to kind of like give legitimacy to busking and almost provide some sort of structure. Mm. But the double-edged sword is that right now, it is through that app that these sort of bands can be placed. Uh, that means you don't allow them to book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be- yeah, because previously they were like, okay, you go to Orchard Road and you kind of, just it's very informal like, mm. as long as you keep distance there's a healthy respect. Mm. So something that proved very useful two years ago now has become like if the if the app or the the, the government just says okay you cannot book they blank out all the slots mm. you can't perform yeah and you can't do anything about it yeah 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 <clears throat> but but I mean so so if, if yeah. like what if like let's say you you give the buskers the option to perform somewhere uh, where there's less foot traffic like, like say Scape or or the youth park or something like that you think that's a if you were a busker, do you think that's a viable alternative for you versus like say being in front of the Victoria's Secret store, you know, along Somerset, that, that stretch? I mean, it would still suck la, because I can imagine, I mean, even for us, right, where we have our own business and all, uh, the uncertainty of like, okay, like revenue and cash flow is always present. Mm. You're mm. a big uh, business, small business, big freelancer, small freelancer, it's always there. And I can imagine just based on talking to like freelancers or hosts that we know, mm. the end of year always is something that it's very uh, important. Okay, like, it, yeah. it, it's fucking important, yeah. right? And you can imagine people planning like uh, whatever, like or having some estimate, then boom, suddenly they are informed that the three hours for two times a week, it's it's terrible. Uh, it's mm. terrible. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it just feels like, yeah, it's, it's uh, I'm not so sure when this thing was implemented, but I really hope things change like, because this this is not good, man. Yeah, plus the plus the I think the the festive mood is is greatly enhanced when there's a lot of uh when there's music and there's buskers around and all that, right? Uh mm. and then yeah, like, I guess people could say, yeah, then just play music from speakers, like, isn't it safer? But at the same time, like I think buskers, you know, the the idea of live performance and reacting to a crowd response and and just creating a buzz in an area that's uh, I think that is actually a big part of the the, the festive mood experience like in my life like the times that I've been out at Christmas usually Christmas for me is usually like yeah, at some friend's place for a party or something like that like, you, 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 or even just at home like. rarely it's, it's mm. I'm, I'm out in town but the one or two times that I've been out in town it's it's for that reason like, just to you know be part of that buzz and to, to soak in the atmosphere a little bit so, um, I mean, my, my alternative was why not, you know, this and this is an idea that has been mooted quite a number of times. I don't know why it's it's taking so long to implement or to, you know, they're not, they're not trying to push it through faster to encourage more people to be on Orchard Road. It's close off the street la, during the festive season. Mm. You know, you don't have to do it. You don't have to close off every day. But, you know, during certain periods, like maybe at night and all that, uh, especially in the lead up towards uh, the end of the year, Christmas, all that, close off the street and just make it a fully pedestrian, fully pedestrian street. Lah, you know? And then um, you can, with that, you can actually have a lot of other things in place like, like, you know, like food carts and vendors and all this, like doing a thing. Then, then there's a, there's a real reason for people to want to be there and all. And, and when, if crowds build up, you don't feel so as the, you know, as the authorities, you don't feel so stressed about like, uh, crowd control and cars versus people and all that kind of thing. La. So, yeah. rather than just like, oh, let's do less in Orchard Road. Let's, let's like ban activities on Orchard Road to keep people safe. Why not let's just make Orchard Road safe for everyone by making it a safer space by enlarging the place that people can move around and everything, la, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it feels like there's so many other things that can be done first. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Right. A lot of coordination. And, like, it takes a lot of coordination to do something like that. But that I feel like you, you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot by by banning stuff rather than like thinking of other ways to, to change up the infrastructure a bit. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and yeah, like it just felt like, well, like what I said earlier also that the buskers in Singapore, it's, it's, such, a, it's such a cool community. But if, if this news was never going to be in the headlines, right? Yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah, so it just feels like, uh, okay, I, I hope something changes. Like, I hope something changes. I, I hope so too, yeah. But I mean, for you, I, Christmas, are you going to be out and about or, or what, what's, what's, what's your, what do you think your Christmas plan is going to be? Hmm, I'll be back. I'll be headed to Bali mid-December. So after that, I'll be back. I think it'll just be chill, man. I just want to chill. I don't think I'll be out and about. Maybe catch up with some friends and all. Uh, just chill. You mean no, no, Keep it chill. no religious uh, activities on the cart during the Christmas Eve or anything? I mean, like Christmas is uh, uh, something my uh, fiance's family celebrates. Mm. So there will be that, but it won't be like, you know, going out to party or getting drunk. Yeah. Or, I mean, getting drunk maybe, like, I don't know, but not going out to party or something. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For you? Yeah, definitely just family or, or friends, or very close friends and all that. Like. Yeah. Mm, no, mm, Christmas mm, is mm. not that kind of like uh, outrageous, crazy party kind of holiday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but cool. Cool. If you're a busker also, if you're listening to this, um, you know, let us know what you think. Like, I, I do feel like maybe, yeah, they need to, they should explore other options. Uh, like maybe allowing the buskers to be at some other spots in Orchard Road that, and then try to think of how to draw more uh, a bit more traffic there la, rather than just saying oh you cannot be in these places you know yeah exactly yeah, exactly yeah. so yeah so so it feels like I mean I hope that there's more development in this la, because otherwise it's just sad man yeah sad. it's just sad, sad. That's true yeah, 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 yeah. okay cool man what is your one show cool. comment uh one show comment so uh it's actually more like a one show message mm-hmm. Uh, from uh, someone on Instagram via DM. Mm. So I guess since it's DM, I won't disclose the name since it's mm. private, but it was someone who shared with us the uh, Instagram post by Mockingbird News. And Mockingbird News, I think it has been my one show thing before, way back. They're like a local satirical news uh, outlet. Mm. Uh, and it's actually quite funny, lah, their shit. They are, on Instagram, they do some funny shit. So shout out to them and shout out to the person who sent it to us. Yeah. Um, I think I think the title is like, there's a picture of Lawrence Wong and it's like, local man promoted after company couldn't find someone better. <laughs> so so it's just that sort of like, wow, uh, that's cool that you get this sort of content in Singapore. But it's not like the, the clickbaity, like sexy, that kind of shit. Lah. It's just funny stuff. Lah. Yeah. So shout out to them, man. Uh, what about you? Um, I want your comments. I, I think uh, as a response to you know us talking about the 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 World Cup uh the hey, sorry that was your one shook thing for that was your one shook thing the last time already like, right was it which is what which is what uh I mean the recommendation what? to to about to T four footballs thing about uh the World Cup yeah yeah, yeah oh, okay, right. okay 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 because yeah yeah, yeah yeah I mean um I think uh yeah for me it was like I I've, I've actually seen the videos like, so it's it's quite. They've been quite interesting, la. And I was just gonna say, it's, it's, uh, yeah, people should 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 send us more of these kind of interesting, interesting videos and all to to watch, especially if it expands on something that we are talking about, you know, on our podcast as well, la, Right? Uh, um, mm, then mm. then we can whether share it as a one shot thing as well, or subsequently talk about it like that, la. So yeah, I mean the the I think the T four football one more than more than just one person has also shared it with us, talk about it. So there's like a, mm. a, a two-time one-show comment. Uh. It's a two-time one-show comment. Oh, no more. Because, because it's like... like a Hall of Fame yeah, one-show comments, yeah? The, it's, a, it's a series that is, is uh, bit by bit being released, you see. So in just last few days, I watched one episode and I think I'm halfway through the second episode and it's actually pretty pretty good, uh, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. So nice. Again, nice, uh, nice, I like nice. it and people also give us their one-show thing recommendations on uh, on our subreddit, lah. Uh, Oh, cool, man. Yeah. Cool. Okay, cool. And then, uh, what about your one shock thing? Uh, yeah, let me just pull it up. Uh, you, you want you have yours? Yeah. Mm. Uh, okay. Mine is uh, the update that there will be thirteen McDonald's outlets in Singapore. They will be showing all sixty-four games of the World Cup. <laughs> and this is not a sponsored post for McDonald's or something, but I don't know. Reading that news just made me so happy. 19, 19 outlets. Mm, mm, because, right. like, I just feel like, like, uh, like, it, it's, if, if it's going to be open like 24 hours and shit, because the games are like 9pm and midnight, I'm definitely going to watch at least one game at the McDonald's near my house. Mm. 
and it just feels like, oh shit, this is, do they always do this? No. I don't I, know how they manage to, yeah. to work it out also yeah. with the rights and all that. No, I think you, I mean, you. I, I've heard you have to pay quite a lot of money for it. La. Like we're talking about like, they definitely have to. La, yeah, right? big like thousands. Uh, per screen, I think it's like 3,000 or 5,000 or something like that. La, basically. Mm. So it's a, I mean, for but McDonald's, it's still not mm. a lot of money, but I'm just trying to imagine, yeah. wow, um, you talk about crowds at Orchard Road. What? Imagine the crowd at McDonald's. Crowd at McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never be able to get the, <laughs> my, my fix of uh, the nuggets at night already. Well, yeah, that'd be so cool. I mean, probably the finals all will be a bit much. Like, but one of the earlier games where there's no crowd, it'd be so cool, man. Yeah. So, and I just can't believe it. The World Cup is happening in two days. In two days. Oh, is it two days? I'm so oh, excited. Just two days. Oh, that's crazy. It's November 20th. November 20th. God damn. Yeah. yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm so excited. I mean, yeah, that's my one thing, just like. to add on to, to that as well, I think uh, you, you heard the comments that Ronaldo said, like, if he wins the World Cup, he's going to retire on the spot, right? He'll retire, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. Yeah, so yeah. That, like, it adds on to the fire that you have for, like, to see him win, right? You don't want to see him have to face the face Manchester United again or anything. Oh, like, right? That will be like, he give this bombshell interview, win the World Cup, and just drop the mic and retire on the spot. That's fuck, man. He's if like, there's any way to say you. like, fuck everybody, I'm the greatest of all time. I am the good, <laughs> yeah. There's a way. In some ways, there's like such a super villain move that you kind of like want to see it happen, right? <laughs> no, I told you, dude. I told you, he did this bombshell interview to light a fire under his own ass. Yeah. And... Even though he missed yeah, he a missed, friendly match. He liked to this ass, but he had stomach. Oh, his stomach pain. Stomach, <laughs> stomach pain. I missed I miss a friendly match. <laughs> Life fire under your own ass. That's what happens when you light fire under your ass. Uh. You get stomach ache. Uh. <laughs> the younger Ronaldo would have been, yeah. But now like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, no stomach, stomach upset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Don't, don't make fun of uh, people with stomach pain. Uh, yeah. But I mean, it's just oh, funny that you're talking about it like that. Yeah. Like. Ronaldo, Ronaldo, mm. man. But, uh, yeah, that was my one shock thing. Uh. Yeah, my one shock thing is uh, it's a pretty yeah, it's a, you know, there's this series called um, go sneaker shopping with complex, like celebrities go mm. sneaker shopping with complex. Mm. Uh. And I think about mm. a week ago, um, Stone Cold Steve Austin, the wrestling icon, went sneaker shopping with complex. And uh, I'm only highlighting because highlighting this because it actually is is quite funny lah. Uh. I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin, I mean, he was, uh, you know, he's a wrestling icon back in the day, but you wouldn't think of him as a sneakerhead, right? So, mm, mm, yeah. when you watch this thing, it really feels like this uncle from the 90s, this middle-aged guy from the 90s, being forced to go sneaker shopping in, you know, in today's day and age where people are like sneakerheads and, and, and everything's hype and all that, you know? And he walks in with his dad jeans and, and, and ASIC sneakers. And then he's trying to talk to Joe LaPuma about, about, about sneakers. It? So it's, it's like a contrast of two different eras. La. So and then you can tell the Joe LaPuma was also trying to make Stone Cold sound as relevant as possible to the audience. And then they, he was bringing up, oh, you know, how do you feel about seeing young people wearing your shirts as like a, a you know, like a re- retro iconic thing and, and, and then things like that. La. So like, and then they're asking him about, oh, you know, these Nike Shox shoes that you saw last time. And Stone Cold's like, yeah, you know, I didn't know anything. I just, people just told me that was cool. So I just wore it. And then someone took a photo of it and people talk about it. So it's just funny just watching this uncle trying to, you know, um, they're, they're, he's trying to to stay relevant. I mean, uh, he, the, the cool thing is that he, he's not trying very hard. Like. He's just like, okay, you invited me. I'm here. But then they are trying very hard oh. to like, oh, you know, LeBron James wore this t-shirt of you and then like, and then like uh, Damian Lillard wore this t-shirt of you and how, how do you feel being relevant to young athletes today? You know, like, I think so. Also, oh, he, he's not an actual sneakerhead. He's, he's just not, like he's there. Not. Really, he, talks about, <laughs> he talks about how come he never had a sneaker deal when he was a global icon wrestler and then and he talks about how he wanted, he only wore boots to the ring, you know, these like, 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 literally, like this utility boots, and then they wanted to sign a deal with him, but then he was like, you know, uh, let's hold off for something. And then he never got a sne- sneaker deal after that. <laughs> so it's just yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's just funny, like, because usually you on 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 this series, like you you get people who are who are at least like you know are very very relevant to the the younger people, or like the ex footballers, or like Cristiano Ronaldo. So you can imagine those people to be very fashionable and they care fashionable and they care about how they look. But Stone Cold Steve Austin doesn't give a shit. Uh. And so it's, it's quite funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's entertaining. Like, it's entertaining. It's entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially it's, it's a good throwback and, and and just trying to understand like just see how sneakers and like now they, they point out one thing uh, that a lot of uh, 
wrestlers today are also, you know, social media influencers and all. And uh, to them, like, sneakers and uh, their appearance matters a lot more than back in the day. La. So they talk about how mm. how this change occurred. You know, John Zena with Reebok pumps and all that. So it's quite interesting. Uh, yeah. Wow. That is cool, man. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Okay. Uh, that's uh, the final podcast of the week. Mm. And we, and yeah, we, we really, talk- everyone like, yeah. yeah, who's still listening, really, I, I hope you guys look forward to uh, our podcast with Minister Alvin Tan next week as well. Uh. It's already recorded. Mr. Alvin Tan. And it, it'll be, yeah. we'll be dropping it next week. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, man. Cool. All right. Thanks, everyone. 